Remember that value is what you receive, not necessarily what you pay. Uh, it's a combination of both. I'm your host, Dave Knox, and this is Predicting the Turn, a show that helps business leaders meet their industry's inevitable disruption head on. Welcome to another episode of Predicting the Turn. Today, we sit down with Yuri Hermida, who is the Chief Growth Officer for Savos Brands. Yuri, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Great to be here. Oh, for sure. So I want to start with uh, the story of this amazing brand that people might not fully have the whole story of where it came from. So can you tell me a little bit about the secret sauce behind the Rayo's brand? Yeah, absolutely. So to understand uh, Rayo's uh, in particular, it's important to just spend a little bit about the company itself. The company is a relatively new company, and it's really uh, pioneering a new approach to packaged food. So the company is really just about six years old and only about 18 months uh, public. We started by a premise that small brands were the fastest growing brands in the aisle in the food industry. And in large companies, they tend to be put aside because the center of gravity always goes to the big, big brand, right, in each of these companies. So we believed that if we were to acquire these brands that had craftsmanship, that had clean labels, and that had great stories, that we could nurture them and grow them. So that's how the first brand came to be, which was the acquisition of Michelangelo's. But then we quickly followed with the acquisition of Reyes. And Reyes, as you know, it's really best known for its red sauce portfolio. And, and that's how we really started. And it really celebrates the flavors and the culinary traditions of authentic Southern Italian food. And over time, which we can get into later, that brand has been growing dramatically and we've been able to extend that into other adjacencies. So let's talk about that growth a little bit. You acquired the brand in 2017. What growth have you seen over the last, you know, coming up on six years? Yeah, I mean, well, the brand today is more than seven times bigger when we acquired it in 2017. So what we're most proud about, Dave, is that that growth is volume led. And I make high emphasis on that because, as you know, these days, that's a rare combination in the industry, in any industry, you know, where there has been a lot of pricing driven by it. So over the years, the brand has had, you know, an average of excess of, you know, 30 odd percent. Even in the last quarter that we just announced, uh, the growth rate of Rayos alone was 38 percent. That is amazing. What did you see when you looked at the brand in 2017 that gave you that I'm sure not expectations would be 7x growth, but what did you guys see in the business that gave you the, the premise? Yeah, so this combination, I mean, Reos utilizes just the, the, the most premium ingredients. You know, it's whole peeled Italian San Marzano style tomatoes, olive oil, also from Italy, garlic, fresh garlic and fresh onions and whole leaf basil that are just all grown adjacent to these fields. They're harvested and they're all cut fresh daily. And they're, you know, mimicking authentic cuisine, cooking style uh, from Southern Italy. So they're slow simmered in very small batches and they're all made in open kettles. None of them have added uh, sugars, none of them have added colors, none of them utilizes paste, none of them utilizes water, which is makes them so distinct 
versus what was out there. So that craftsmanship and that story of uh, celebrating, you know, premium restaurant style quality cuisine made at home was, was um, made real connection with uh, the American consumer. And while I celebrate that growth that Reyes has uh, achieved so far, I have to say that the runway that is still ahead of it is still remarkable because we only have 13% household penetration compared to the category that it's in, you know, in the 80s. So there is still a lot, a lot of opportunity as we go ahead. So, you know, as you look at that, you're trying to drive this awareness, this household penetration. How have you challenged these existing brands in the pasta sauce aisle to really recognize this difference? Yeah. So it's, it's good that you come back to the awareness because, like, again, the penetration is still very, very low. Okay. The penetration of, of this mainstream uh, brands are still like, in the 30% or so. So we still have tremendous uh, opportunity to grow ahead. Our awareness is still relatively low, even though that we continue to grow dramatically. That awareness is 58%. The awareness of, you know, leaders and so on is like 90%. So we have been able to achieve this growth behind the quality and behind this unique cooking style method and ingredients. And just bringing those in a number of different offerings, different sizes, as well. And that has been what has been achieved through, you know, word of mouth, uh, distribution increases, and then being able to extend the brand into soup, into dry pasta, uh, frozen entrees, and just most recently our entry into frozen pizza as well. And it's just, again, even when we extend those brands, we ensure that the quality of the Reyes brand is attached to those. So it's not any soup. In fact, they don't come in a can. They come in a clean jar so that you can see what's in it. And they're also slow simmered soups. It's not any frozen entree. It's frozen entrees made with Reyes sauce. It's not any pasta. It's bronze dye cut pasta, uh, etc. When you think about that innovation and that growth strategy, it's not as simple as just coming up with the new product. You're crossing categories, new buyers, new retail buyers. What gave you the confidence of making that switch when you still had so much opportunity in front of you from a household penetration in the core category? Yeah. So we have not taken our eye off sauce. You know, sauce still remains the driver of growth. Actually, this, you know, other adjacencies represent about 20% of the business. Those are relatively new, so they're growing about 46%. So they're growing ahead of the total brand, which I, I said was growing 38%. But sauce still provides 80%. So the moment we started seeing great connection with the consumer towards the sauce, we started extending that distribution first and foremost. We innovate with new flavors as well. So we're launching about three new flavors in the sauces per year. And it's a renovation, right? Some of those are incremental. Some of those come in uh, instead of others that were perhaps, you know, uh, slower moving. So we continue to extend the sauce. Um, we've, we've entered into Alfredo, Alfredo style sauces as well. And once we started seeing that, we started moving the brand into 
adjacencies that were natural extensions of the brand. And to do that, we do that extremely carefully. We study it and we ensure with our executive chefs that the quality and the ingredients that we're going to be able to offer those are the right ones. But we still are very much focused on driving sauce. As I said, 13% penetration on sauce. It's the number one sauce already in the food channel. So it's number two on a national level, but already number two. But in the, in the other, in the other um, adjacencies, we're still relatively small. During that initial kind of phase of growth, it was really solid economic times, everything up to the right. You know, we've entered a very challenging macroeconomic environment, you know, especially from a super premium price point standpoint. Has the brand had to evolve and change as you think about the next two years versus call it the last six years? Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, they've, and, and not really. In fact, what we've been, I've been personally really, really heartened is to see that the growth from the brand comes from every generation, so from every age group, and also comes from every income level group. So we're seeing equal growth rates amongst the, uh, call it three to four different um, demographics and and socioeconomic levels that, that we target. So that has been great as well to see. So we continue far more focused on driving the awareness, extending the distribution, to continue to grow that household penetration. So while the brand is broadly distributed, it is not yet in every household. And that's that's the focus. Uh, right now, the brand has uh, been able to exceed uh, $600 million in sales uh, on a 12-month basis. And we're firmly focused on driving it to achieve a billion dollars uh, and become a billion-dollar brand. Talent is a big part of predicting the turn. And as we talk about talent, I wanted to mention one of our sponsors, Hunt Club. Imagine the power of the best marketers in the world helping you to find your next marketing leader. That's the power of Hunt Club. Hunt Club is a new category of talent company that powers the network of experts, connectors, and business leaders to help you find the best talent. Let's face it, recruiting hasn't changed with the times. Hunt Club is changing the recruiting game by leveraging technology and crowdsource referrals to find you the best people possible for your company. Stop paying job boards that don't work or recruiting firms that recycle the same active candidates. Partner with Hunt Club. When you think about that goal of becoming a billion-dollar brand, what are the key things you have to do? What do you have to overcome and what do you focus the team on for achieving that growth? Yeah. First is this commitment unwavering commitment to quality. And I know that sometimes that's a cliche, but it is not when you're a premium product, the the premium levels that that we have versus the category. I mean, we're three times higher than than the average. And the important thing is that the consumer is able to see value behind that price point. Remember that value is what you receive, not necessarily what you pay. Uh, It's a combination of both. And these times are, as you say, they're rightly, they're hard. And but people are spending more time at home. People want to, you know, instead of going out and bringing their family into an Italian restaurant or any type of restaurant, you know, they they can find a great jar of of, of, of Reo sauce and pasta, and you know, have a great family meal for a very very decent price. And that value equation is what makes it truly uh, a good proposition. So. The focus on quality is, is, is the number one and making sure that the you know, consumer will see the right value. 
The other one is no secret. It's just extending that distribution. Just, it's just the fundamentals to you, you get that awareness, trying to get that awareness to continue to grow until we get to, you know, 80, 90% levels. We started the conversation. You mentioned that, you know, the company was not started on the, the back of Rayos. There's other brands in the portfolio, et cetera. This 7X growth that you've seen from Rayos, how's that benefited the company overall? Yeah, obviously the the main driver of our growth has been Rayos. And that growth has been remarkable. Listen, I mean, you and I have spent years and years in, 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 our, in this industry of consumer goods and this level of growth on a brand of this magnitude is rare to see at this times and at this rate and so on. So you don't you don't get many of these. But the secret sauce of how it started and this commitment to clean labels, premium quality ingredients, craftsmanship in the making and stories also rung true to our Nusa brand in yogurt and gelato and to our Michelangelo's uh, brand that has now frozen entrees and also a sauce, uh, a mid-tier sauce as well. So they have been able to grow as well over the years, not to this levels, but we're incredibly excited about the runway that these brands as well continue to represent. Uh, and, 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 you know, together, they form a great ba- family of, of brands of what makes uh, Sovos Brands the company it is. So when you think about Sovos overall, as chief growth officer, you have a lot of choices. You know, investing in your current businesses, investing in adjacencies to those brands, purchasing a new brand, investing in a new brand, whole host. How do you think about the right mix of that innovation portfolio as you look at what's next for the company? Yeah. Yeah. So right now we're focused on the organic growth. The number one priority for us is to drive Rayos to a billion dollars. And we're going to focus our energy and resources behind that. So investments and capacity. Investments in ensuring our quality controls are always at the vanguard of the industry and the manpower. So our investments in marketing, R&D and people are are ahead of our sales growth at the moment to keep up with our our, our growth base. But the focus on organic growth behind uh, Rayos and achieving a billion dollars in net sales is the number one priority. So with all of this, Amazing growth, amazing opportunity. How do you go after this billion-dollar mark, staying true to your core audience that made it what it is, but start appealing to adjacencies and other consumers? Yeah. So I think we'll be very careful on keep growing what we have at the moment. Again, 13% household penetration in sauce, tremendous runway to go ahead. We have only 2% share in soup, less than that in dry pasta. Frozen entrees also under-penetrated. And frozen pizza. Frozen pizza is a $7 billion market, and we just, we just launched. And the reception for it has been... So we have tremendous runway on just these offerings that we have as we go ahead. And keeping the focus on these will be um, will be the number one priority and growing them to their potential, making sure that, you know, we grow the distribution, we grow the awareness of, of, of these offerings at the moment. But there are spaces within those that are fairly close by that we can continue to extend. So like I just mentioned Alfredo, Alfredo uh, is growing faster than the red sauce average. 
So uh, just bringing that and bringing offerings into that uh, space will also be good, uh, something that we're evaluating. And, you know, there's always one or, or on another innovation down, the, down our sleeves that we've been working in there where the Reos name. So stay tuned on that. Uh, we might have something of, uh, by the end of the year. So final question related to all of that. You've spent your career as a brand builder, but largely on traditional CPG. This has been your first move into the food side of things. What have you found different about food CPG versus the CPG that you've spent most of your career on? Yeah, your um, quality has a different meaning, okay? Like I know in a lot of our products and so on, people use them and wear them. Like here, you're, you're actually consuming them, right? So that responsibility is something that, that has also just taken a new, a new meaning. But at the same time, it has just brought tremendous pride in our ability of bringing these great, great products and these great brands to, to more families. So I worked in, in, in great companies that had brands well-established for years and in some cases, decades. Um, we, right now, we have an opportunity to bring brands that are relatively new and young and grow them. And uh, that has been what also brings in new muscles as well uh, to try out and, and, and practice those. I love that. Well, really appreciate you taking the time to uh, sit down and share the story. And we've got, uh, thanks to Costco, a lot of bottles of Rayo sitting in our pantry. So thank you for making a great product. Absolutely. Love it. Thank you so much, Dave. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the show, hit that rating and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And for more resources, head over to predictingtheturn.com.